Diabetes Revolution podcast with Dr. Sarah Townley, the type 2 diabetes coach, clinical pharmacist, and mom of six angels. You don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life. I'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease. There is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes. And you can have it too. Let's get down to business. Hello, my dear friends. By the time you hear my voice today, I will be in Costa Rica. I am so excited to be going to Costa Rica for a healer's retreat at the end of January. And I just want to point out that I have an amazing husband who is happy to stay home with six kids and do all of the thing, all the work. That's what we say in our house. I do everything around here. He's going to do everything so that I can go work on me in a beautiful place with my beautiful friends. So hola from Costa Rica, because you guys are really always on my mind. And today I want to bring a topic to you that many of you may have already noticed needed to be addressed, and that is the dietary advice that you have received from your medical providers. (laughs) So many of my clients feel in conflict with the advice that they're given from their doctor about how they're supposed to eat with their type 2 diabetes because they've noticed that when they eat that way, things get worse for them and their blood sugars are more uncontrolled. So it's a problem, and I want to just validate you if you have felt that way in the past, and I also want to teach you about why that advice that you're getting from your dietitian or from your doctor is so wrong and is clearly not working for you. Because if you have been following the advice that you have gotten from your doctor or from your dietitian, there is a good chance that you're not getting better. And I want to just validate that for you. I also want to open your mind to the possibility that it is entirely possible to reverse your diabetes with lifestyle alone and to get off your meds. And if you haven't believed that in the past because you've been doing everything you're supposed to do according to your doctor and it hasn't worked for you, I want to open your mind to the possibility that you've just been getting really bad advice and that I'm so happy that you're here right now so that we can correct that and give you the right tools that really do work. Okay, so before we get into the advice that is being prescribed by most dietitians and where that comes from and why it's so wrong, I want to just set out some foundational facts about type 2 diabetes that put all of this into context, okay? So those facts are super basic. If they sound new or different to you, then you just need to go back and do a little bit more education on what I teach. But the very first of all of these is going to be that type 2 diabetes is a disease that is caused by persistently elevated levels of insulin in the body, which leads to insulin resistance. So some of you may have been told you don't make insulin. And if you have type 2 diabetes, especially if you're earlier on in your disease process, like within the first 
couple years of being diagnosed, or if you just have prediabetes, absolutely, you have very high levels of insulin, much, much higher than what's normal. And this is required in order for you to develop resistance to insulin. The second fact I want to state is that too much insulin also causes weight gain and obesity. In the medical system, many of us have been taught that obesity is causing our diabetes. That's not true. In fact, they're both caused by a shared origin, which is elevated levels of insulin. Insulin is a fat-stored hormone, so when it is high all the time, it is sending a signal to your body to store fat, and when it's high all the time, you develop insulin resistance. So they have the same root cause. Number three is that insulin is released. Why is it high, right? It is released when we eat carbohydrates in response to a rise in blood sugar. We eat the carbs, especially those sugar and flour refined carbs. They send your blood sugar up and so goes your insulin. Insulin is going to follow your blood sugar. And then number four, flour and sugar are carbs that quickly and sharply raise the blood sugar and have no nutritional value. These are basic facts that pretty much everybody would agree on, okay? So why does the typical dietitian dispense dietary advice that sounds like this? Eat 45 to 60 grams of carbs per meal and eat 15 to 20 grams of carbs per snack. This equates to around 220 grams of carbs per day without really a delineation or a distinguishment amongst where you're getting those carbohydrates. Like what sources are they coming from? They probably do tell you to eat more fruits and vegetables, but they're not telling you where those 220 should be coming from. And then to top it off, they tell you that you're supposed to split all those carbs amongst three meals and two snacks per day, which pretty much equates to eating constantly from the minute you wake up to around bedtime. Most people are being told they're supposed to eat frequently throughout the day in order to keep their blood sugars stable or to keep their metabolism up. And I want to tell you that this advice, by and large, causes type 2 diabetes. (laughs) And if you already have diabetes, it's definitely not going to help you reverse the process. The Canadian Diabetes Association, if you're in Canada, has advice that is very similar to this, but a little bit worse because they recommend more liberal amounts of carbs over the course of a day. So... What is a person to do if they follow this advice? They're going to see that their diabetes gets worse over time and that they're going to need more and more medications to the point of injecting insulin into their bodies so that they can tolerate the carbohydrates that they're eating. That sounds wrong because it is wrong. If you know that insulin is high because of the frequency and amount of carbs that you're eating, especially those refined carbs, if you know that that is what is causing your insulin resistance, why in the world would you need to eat those in large quantities frequently throughout the day? It just defies common sense. Now, if you really do want to know how to eat to reverse your diabetes, I have a whole podcast on that. I want you to go back and listen to the podcast that's called What to Eat to Reverse Type 2 Diabetes. And in that, I will get into what to eat, what not to eat, and 
In subsequent podcasts, I talk about the power of fasting and why fasting works. In the end, the name of the game is to get your insulin levels low and to keep them low because this allows you to do two things. One is to become sensitive again to insulin. And two is to liberate fat stores, especially the fat stores that are in locations in your organs and in your muscle tissue because that is essentially what is causing the metabolic disease that you have. So the next question that a lot of people ask me is, why is it why is it this way? Why is the advice so bad? Where is it coming from? And why can't they figure this out and teach people properly? And there is really no black and white answer to that. I couldn't point to like a text or reference that says why the medical system's dietary advice is so wrong. But I'll tell you what my thoughts are. So my thoughts really are that there is not a lot of good data that researches nutrition in general for any disease condition. Why is that? Well, it's expensive to do research. It is also very difficult to control what people are eating. It would cost a lot of money to do very large trials on nutrition for any disease state. Okay. Now, if you look at the American Diabetes Association's guidelines, these are the essentially the Bible that guides and directs the diagnosis and treatment of any kind of diabetes in our country and very much shapes the way the globe approaches diabetes. These guidelines come out every year. They're published in December for the following year. And the last publication that I read was 260 pages or something. It was very long. But only three and a half pages was dedicated to any kind of nutritional recommendations for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. That's alarming. This is a disease that is caused by lifestyle, essentially. And our guidelines that direct the treatment of this disease give almost no advice about how a person should eat when they have type 2 diabetes. So the reason why the dietary advice is so poor, one of the reasons is because there's not a lot of data. There's not a lot of information being given because there's not a lot of research done and our guidelines do not disseminate much advice with regard to specifically how a type 2 diabetic should eat. And so the advice is very vague. It says like multiple different diets have been seen to improve blood sugars and there is no data to say which one is better than the other. However, low carb lifestyles have been recognized in the American Diabetes Association guidelines as possibly the most effective strategy in certain people. But they don't recommend it to be a one size fits all for everyone. And that's fine. However, your doctor is trained with these guidelines to act and respond to your diabetes. And if they aren't given any tools with regard to nutrition, then what do they have? The guidelines are mostly made up of research that is being used to develop recommendations around what drugs to select and what kinds of surgeries you could recommend. And so that's the biggest reason why the advice around diet in healthcare is so poor is because there's just not a lot of guidance given from the authorities that we look to for that. 
The second reason why you are not offered dietary strategies that actually reverse type 2 diabetes is because they don't think that you have what it takes to actually do it. They don't think you can sustain a lifestyle that is required in order for you to achieve remission or reversal. So what does that look like? To them, they believe that you have to have severe calorie restriction, right? They'll offer you bariatric surgery before they offer you a diet that is severely calorie restricted. They don't think that you can sustain a low-carb or ketogenic diet over time. They don't believe that fasting is something people can stick with. And so they just decide ahead of time not to offer it to you. And I think that that's a tragedy. I think that it is unacceptable that you are not offered strategies that will essentially cure your diabetes over your lifetime simply because they have a judgment that you can't do it. I believe everyone deserves the option at least being presented to them so that they have the right to choose. And remember, the doctor believes that as long as you have a controlled blood sugar in your A1Cs or in your fastings, that you're good, that you don't need anything else, that everything is dandy and that We can expect you to have a full, healthy life with no complications. But the truth is that that is not proven. There is very little evidence to support the idea that as long as you control your blood sugars, no matter how much insulin or how many medications that you're on, that you will avoid complications of type 2 diabetes. And in fact, there's a lot of data out there to say that when we crank up meds, especially meds that increase your insulin, that outcomes are poorer, that people die faster. And so Because the medical community does not acknowledge this data, they are content believing that they're offering you a wonderful alternative to changing your lifestyle in the form of medications. And this is not true, yet they do not recognize it. It can't be true when you understand the disease process of type 2 diabetes and how medications actually address high blood sugars like they address smoke from a fire, right? And in fact, when you are so concerned with just blowing away the smoke from a fire and you're ignoring the fire, you can actually make the fire worse, which is exactly what can happen when you give a type 2 diabetic insulin. Okay, so if you're interested in learning more and you haven't listened to my past podcasts, I want you to go back and listen to two different podcasts. One is What is Happening in My Body?, And the second one is how to eat to reverse type 2 diabetes. And those two podcasts will fill in much of the knowledge gaps that you might have. And also, it may empower you with information that is more accurate than what your medical provider is aware of. If this information feels very overwhelming to you or you feel very confused now, I want to just remind you that you can give yourself the gift. You can give yourself permission to get some help, okay? I am a guide that guides people through the process of applying all of this information in order to reverse type 2 diabetes with so much less suffering and confusion and pain, okay? And it saves you a lot of time too. (laughs) Gives you somebody to ask questions, somebody to help you sort through all that information out there that is so conflicting and so confusing. If you don't know where to begin, that's okay. Reach out to me. 
You can find me at sarahtownley.com. I have a whole host of free resources and tools there to help you get started so that you can just start making those changes every day and seeing the results that you want rapidly. On my website, you can also click on work with me and that allows you to fill out an application and send it to me where we can start to get in contact with each other to find out if you would be a good fit for my four-month coaching program. I will link to it in the show notes and I will see you next week. High five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode. 